Money Mindset I think that sounds alright Hello, this is Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. This is season three of the podcast. So thank you so much for joining us. Today, we're joined by Mike Hamilton, who is the owner of Trade the Easy Way. And we're going to be talking about the difference between investing versus trading or speculating. So there's a very big difference between the two, and we're going to go through that. So before we start, this is going to be more of an, an advanced podcast. So if you want to have a bit more of a uh, basic understanding, please go to season one. We, we talk through the five biggest mistakes people make with their investing, the five biggest tips people make with their investing. And that's recorded with Antoine Allen, who is the ICV reporter and presenter of Good Morning Britain. So today we're joined by Mike Hamilton, who is into more into trading and investing. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Mike. So maybe just give us, before we start, actually, we should give a warning as well. We don't usually do this with the podcast, but just to people at home, this is uh, guidance, not advice. So please do your own research. So we're going to talk about kind of trading versus investing. So Mike, yeah, thank you for joining. Maybe just give us a, tell me a bit about yourself, what you do, why you yeah. trade the easy way and what problems it solve and yeah, how you help people. Sure. Well, 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 thanks a lot for inviting me. First off, thanks, thanks, Neil. It's uh, uh-huh. I, I really like what you're doing. So I, I think oh, it's um, something that uh, I hope will help a lot of people. I'm sure it does. So a little bit about myself. Uh, I started trading my own account in the in the mid '80s. Yeah. And um, I've always worked in the financial services throughout my uh, career, but um, I. I only started trading full time around about 2005. Okay. And so I went from, in the early days, I went from value investing. Yeah. So not, not trading, but value investing. So I was just looking for uh, so UK stocks. Very much Warren Buffett kind of value investing. Looking. Yes. At, I was just tra- only trading UK stocks very infrequently. I was just yeah. literally buying dips in what I thought were good quality brands. Okay, and and the thing that really inspired me from that experience was that um, I then I did so well, I did really really well that it enabled it gave me enough funds to, to sort of move up the housing ladder quite swiftly. Okay. So when I did that, I was beginning to think about um, you know how I could enhance my skills and how I could improve on that and really build something from that, and and then went through the whole process of learning technical trading yeah and so technical trading, trading as well as investing and that's and that's why i set trade the easy way up because um i know there's a, there's a lot of information out there but uh, i set up trade the easy way because i i think i've got so much experience and, yeah. and it's great to hand that experience over on, on on one level but the other level is what i don't want to do is um I don't want to try. I, I don't. You can't trade in a bubble. You can't trade in isolation. So one of the things yeah. that's good about running a company like this is the contact I have with a, a whole host of different types of people from different backgrounds. Yeah. And what I end up doing is I have to externalize what I've done. What what you know how I trade, how I invest. Yeah. By externalizing it, I found that a huge bonus, a huge help to. Um, what I'm doing and to the focus that I need to have on trading because it really you do need that you know a, 
uh, as we'll talk about in, you know, as time goes on, you do need that really strong foundation about you know what is trading. Yeah. Um, what are the what are the elements you know, the, of trading, and how can you really how can you master it? If you got to do something, you got to do it well, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. Uh, particularly, particularly with your own capital, you cannot risk put your capital in the markets unless you really know what you're doing. And uh, so that that was the, that I am successful. I've been success, successful over a number of years, and I really enjoy externalizing that and, and distilling it and um yeah you know, having lots of eyes i mean for example on sunday night we have a session where we prepare for the week so i get yeah. people logging in in a situation like this and i really really enjoy that because a i get to sort of think think externalize what i'm thinking about currently in the market and what i'm planning for the week ahead but b i get people um want me to look at the trades that they're looking at or or are already investing in and so we end up with a lot of eyes and a, and a very fruitful um, discussion yeah. about you know, the whole aspect of market internals and, and trading and stock selection. Okay, amazing. So you've had loads of experience. You've got your own company doing it and you've been successful in the past. So any, tell us maybe about your, any mistakes you've made, any, what your biggest mistake or any embarrassing habits you have, just so you can relate to the listener yeah that, that was a really tough question uh, <laughs> i really didn't want to answer that one <laughs> but you insisted on asking it i think you're right to ask it and I, I suppose the thing that really that came to the front of my mind was as with a lot of people i i do have a habit of of taking profits too early sometimes okay but i don't mind that because well i say i don't mind that i i, I don't sort of fight it because if i have a profit on the table Brokers will tell you the the one thing that brokers will tell you is the main mistake traders make is they leave too much money on the table, don't take profits quick enough. Um, so I'd much rather have a specific target in mind and take that profit off yeah. rather than sit there with uh, and and experience a lot more wiggles and and potential yeah. uh, losers by leaving the, by leaving the trade on too long. But uh, but I ha but I, if there are there's normally uh, a good few circumstances where I should have just that been a bit more patient. But yeah, patient. You need the patience of two or three people in trading. Yeah, it's good <laughs> and investing. Have, not taking to have any profits at all is a, is a good problem to have. So maybe let's let's go into kind of why people should be tr or trading now, or why people. We mentioned briefly about why people today need to either invest. We're going to talk about the difference between investing and trading and speculating in, in a moment. But yeah, why should people be trading or managing their money today? So the way I explain it is in previous generations you'd work all your life you'd get a guaranteed income for life in a pension you could buy an affordable house obviously today house prices especially in london are kind of crazy not kind of affordable for many of the average average um, wage earners and if you had any money left over say 10 20 30 years ago you put that money into a bank and get five percent interest rate today that's all been blown out of the water and you need to manage your own money so yeah maybe any other things that you kind of explain why it's so important to manage your own money and trading particularly yeah i think i mean the, the personal sort of financial management the dynamics of personal financial management are, are drastically different now um from from previous even the last one or two generations you know, not even that far back so what we've got now is we've got a situation where we've got uh low growth you know covid has changed everything 
Yeah, it's a very different environment. So you've got, on one hand, you've got um, you know, the hospitality and the manufacturing that has been really struggling and is struggling. On yeah. the flip side of that, you've got um, healthcare with an aging population and and the COVID pandemic. Yeah. And the technology industry is more as everything has been moving online for a number of years anyway. Yeah. Um, so, but that creates lots of problems. Uh, and, and of course, we've got the whole baseline of this is we've got central banks with either zero interest rates or negative interest rates. So there's no, you, you, there's no point in keeping sitting on money uh, I think it, the younger you are, the more, the more important it is to stay invested, to stay in these markets. Yeah. But, um, so that's not to say you just buy whatever. The whole point of what I'm doing here and what, and what we, you and I are discussing today is, is how you manage your money better and how you manage risk. Yeah. So you have to stay invested, but you have to have a very well-defined structure as to how you stay invested. Yeah, no, exactly. I think that's a good point. So I think we're getting on to, you mentioned investing and we started off talking about trading. So I think for me, I think there's a very big difference between investing and trading. I think people get confused between the two very, very um, and it's quite easy to do. I, the way I describe it, it's a bit like the difference between football and rugby. So I've got a card game called Football Formation Asset Allocation and you build your portfolio around a football team. Essentially, the way I think of it is that Investing is simple, but it's not easy. Whereas trading is more complicated, it's more nuanced. It's a bit like rugby. And so it's, they're very similar, trading and investing. They both, it's a bit like football and rugby are very similar. Mm. Have, they're both sports, they both use a ball, they both are played on a pitch. But the rules and the strategies are very, very different. And it's the same with trading and investing. So the, they're both use, they use money, you both use a trading you use platforms brokers etc but the strategies that you use are very different you're playing with trading you're playing it's very it's a lot of things that seem obvious it's quite counterintuitive things that should make sense don't make sense it's a bit like in rugby you have to pass the ball backwards to go forward it's a bit like that as well and you're up against the big players as well when you're trading yeah i i think i think the most important thing is to does that make sense, the analogy? I don't know if that... It does. I, I, I think what I would draw from that and the point I would make from that is that as with anything in life, the, the simpler you make something, the better. Yeah, no, 100 as, 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 a, as a teacher of trading, as, a, as an educator, yeah. one, one of the things I talk about very early on before I sort of get into any details is that I, I make the point that as adults, we like to complicate things. Yeah. And the simpler you make trading and investing, the, the better off you will be. At the end of the day, what is trading and investing? It is um, buying good quality assets at a low yeah. price and selling them at a higher price. That's all yeah. trading is. Yeah. And there's all sorts of people out there. There's all sorts of noise out there um, about uh, you know, politics and, and you know, so-called pundits and experts telling you to buy this and sell that. I've long since stopped listening to that. I remember I did a, uh, I was talking at a conference. Uh, so this is a while back now. Yeah. But um, it was a Saturday morning, and the, the day before, I bought a copy of Investor Chronicle. I don't normally buy this. Yeah. For, for some reason, I just thought I'd buy it and just have a flick through. And in this Investor Chronicle, it said, "Don't buy oil." 
Yeah. It said oils, this is a, again, it's, it's not now, it's a while back. It said, don't buy oil. And the, the day before I bought that, I'd literally just made an investment in oil. And, and the reason is, as, as you picked up on um, one thing you said, but you said trading investing was counterintuitive. I said, and, and I that's said a lot of, right. yeah, a lot of it's why some people find it hard. That's why adults sometimes find it hard because yeah. they all want to rationalize everything. Yeah. And, and you, it's, it's important not to rationalize something. It's important to measure it in, in yeah. my book. Yeah. So no, exactly. uh, the reason why I bought oil on that particular Friday was that um, my system, and that's the most important word, the system told me to buy oil. Yeah. Simple as that. Um, what this magazine was doing was uh, looking at this very recent history of this selling of the oil. But what this writer hadn't picked up on was that it was meeting a reversal criteria. Yeah. On technical trading, it met a reversal criteria. So it met, it fulfilled my rules. I took a very low risk trade and ended up, and subsequently, within a matter of three, four, five days, oil had gone up um uh, significantly one two three percent in in a matter yeah. of days and, yes. and that so so you know that it's important that you that we keep things simple yeah to know exactly what we're doing with trading to get consistency you have to keep doing that yeah no i think as Einstein said yeah, if you do the same thing every day and expect the same results yeah exactly Here's a quick message from our sponsors, the book, Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. What is the price of education? University fees now cost £9,000. Navigating the minefield of investing, avoiding costly errors may cost you thousands of pounds. A Times report revealed the cost of financial advice would cost you hundreds of thousands of pounds over 20 years just to top up a lifetime allowance on your pension. Millennial Money Mindset, if you want the fruits, you need the roots, empowers you to make your own investing decisions. It aims to put money into your pocket, time back into your day and remove stress from your life, all for under £10. Millennial Money Mindset, if you want the fruits, you need the roots, is now available on Amazon in print, Kindle or Audible versions. It was shortlisted by the Financial Times in 2018 and it aims to be the best investment you make this decade. Get your copy today. Yeah, there's some good journalists out there, but there are a lot of journalists who are strapped for time. Yeah. They don't do the sort of adequate in-depth research that i do for any particular asset and, and market and yes. so what you're reading is not necessarily um is is quite often off the mark yeah and and it's journalism and not financial research and then there's a, there's a massive gap there so i mean that's so a lot of journalists who simply do not invest anywhere near the amount of time that you think they might do on it on a, on a subject. So yeah. you'll be very very careful with with the noise that you're reading. And I, I I just I'm very picky about what I read because there is so much noise out there. Yeah. And many a time I've heard somebody say, "Oh, don't buy this or buy this," and it's and it's it's just off the mark. I, I'm not going to say any more on that, but it's off the mark. More often than it is on the mark. Yes. So coming back to the difference between trading and investing, I think it's a time frame. So trading is very much day to day. I think of it investing like you're, you're buying living, breathing assets that are going to provide an income for you for 
when you stop working. So they're going to provide when you, you build up enough assets, and they'll pay you an income for where you stop working. Whereas trading is buying and selling lines on a screen that's in the hope that someone else will pay more for it. I'm not saying it's, there's no right or wrong. I think they're just different strategies. It's not. Yeah, I, I guess it depends if you're talking about the difference between day trading and investing. Yeah. Or, um, you know, short-term buy and hold. I mean, I'm the, again, we, if we, we start off this conversation talking about previous generations. Previous generations used to, used to buy something. I've even met some people who are, who are you know, sort of a slightly older generation even yeah. now, even today. And they've yeah. been holding some stocks for, for many, many months, maybe even years. Yeah. And I think those days are long since gone. I mean, we, we've had, um, we get much, much more volatility than we ever had before. And if anything, the volatility every year is increasing. Yeah. So, so they, difference for me, difference between um, trading and investing, there's not a massive gulf because yeah. the lifespan or, or the particular wave and move that you can find in a stock these days is tends to be weeks and months rather than months and years. So I think the, the gap between trading and investing is, is ever narrowing. Yeah. And I, you mentioned about technology as well, which is a good point. I think technology today is amazing. The, the things you can do and what you can buy, it's incredible compared to what you could have done even 10, 20 years ago. The amount of, which it, it can, it's almost, it, it's almost like the paradox of choice where we have too much choice and we kind of almost have this, you know, analysis paralysis where we're like, ah, we can buy, mm. get kind of frozen in the moment because there's too much. To buy. But I remember buying my first ever share, which, which was called lastminute.com. Yeah. <laughs> .com boom. The, the irony of the name was lost to me at the time. I was kind of, I was spectacularly timed the market completely wrong. Whereas it was the top of the, the, the kind of the dot-com bubble. And yeah, I, but I had to call up a city broker. You had to send a, write a check. This was even before, the internet kind of got started. Yeah. Check, sent, post it in the mail. They would send you back a, an application form. Then you would post it back. Crazy, isn't it? Crazy. And today you can do it in a click, like literally seconds. You could buy and sell, and then you know hundreds of different stocks from around the world. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, I, I had a broker that used to do a, a recording on an answer machine, and you used to ring up this number every day and, and listen to his recording, listen to his views on the telephone. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, amazing. So, Mike, yeah, let us know before we go just where we can find more information about you. Tell us more about the Trade the Easy Way website, or where if someone yes, if you go to trade, if you go to tradetheeasyway.com, you will yeah. find on there, um, particularly on the uh, learning hub, you'll find three key boxes at the top. One is the box for uh, those of you who are beginners. So I teach people from you know, the, the real sort of starting blocks, simple um, ways to e enter and engage this market and manage risk. Then the second box is about day trading. So I operate a live trading room. And so I teach a system. It's a very intensive course. Uh, it's a short course, but it's very intensive. Um, and then the third and final thing is, is uh, my wealth club where uh, we're doing exactly what the sort of things that we're doing now, discussing you know, the, the longer term prospects for the market, longer term predictions and stock sectors that are much, much more stronger than other sectors, sectors that you should potentially steer clear of uh, and other sectors that you'll be advised to you know, diversify into. 
So three aspects, beginners, day trading, and, and wealth club. And it's all on tradetheeasyway.com. <laughs> okay, fantastic. That's been great, uh, Mike. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. And yeah, I'm sure you gave away loads of value and knowledge there. So yeah, thank you so much. This has been Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. My name's Neil Doig, the founder of Money Tips. Please like, please subscribe, and please tell one person about this podcast and to help more people with their money. Thank you so much. Cheers, Mike. Thanks, Neil. Bye. Money. Mindset. I think that sounds all right.